From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why your unmet expectations aren't so obvious to your spouse. And George Bernard Shaw had this to say about communication, which definitely plays into unmet expectations. And he said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And and we've had this experience um, numerous times in our marriage, uh, probably more than I would care to count or even want to admit. But it's definitely a factor in unmet expectations and why they aren't so obvious to, in our case, one another, or in your case, in your marriage. And we're going to really be digging into that in today's show. But before we go there, we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by Christian Credit Counselors. And you can find them at christiancreditcounselors.org. Guys, these folks are amazing. They're a nonprofit credit counseling and debt management organization. And for the last 25 plus years, they have helped over 300,000 clients get out of debt. Mm. What about you? They lower interest rates, consolidate payments into one affordable monthly payment. So you need to call them now at 800-557-1985. Here's the thing. Their average clients pay off their debt up to 80% faster on the debt management program. You can call them today for a free, no obligation debt analysis. Their number again is 800-557-1985, or you can visit them at christiancreditcounselors.org. And make sure when you get in touch with them to tell them that you heard about them on the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Now, The hug that I'm going to read, it's been a while since we've read a hug on iTunes. Not that you guys haven't been leaving them there. We just, we haven't been in there to read all those reviews in a little while. And so I Mm -hmm. went back in and before I read this hug, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that takes the time to go in there. You leave a rating, you leave a review, you talk about how the show has impacted you. Because when you do that, like I go through and I'm like, I I look to see, did somebody else find the review helpful? And when I see that somebody else found the review helpful, you know what that tells me? That other people are using your words to make a decision about whether or not they're going to listen to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. You're directly impacting other marriages simply by leaving a review. Right. So this one came uh, and it said, uh, the subject just said, wow. The reviewer said, I was looking for a pep talk, searching for some solid advice. I can't believe how lucky I was to find this podcast. I've been married for 13 years and this show has been eye-opening for me. You guys give great app information, great application ideas, and I can't wait to try a challenge. Right Thank on. you for your hard work. I'm so thankful. Love it. Love it. I absolutely love it. Because here's the thing. That's what the show comes down to. Mm-hmm. We always want to give you great content. We want to show you how you can implement it in your lives. And we want to equip you with the tools to go out and do it. Right. Right. It's not enough just to listen week in and week out. I mean, we love you guys listening. We want you each doing in your own marriage. We want you, you know, working through your expectations. We want you working through the seven days of sex challenge. We want you working on your trust and communication. Why? Because when you do that, you know what happens on the other end? You create your own extraordinary marriage. And abundance flows. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Tony opened the show 
you know, talking about why, you know, with the statement, why your unmet expectations aren't always so obvious to your spouse. Right. And, you know, it's been a theme with my coaching clients this week. I, I, you know, I work with couples all over the world Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, I keep, I kept hearing this. Well, I don't understand why he or she doesn't know this by now. We've been together for 10, 15, 20 years. Like, why isn't this obvious? Right. Or just stating, isn't this obvious with definitely some emotion behind that or, or asking, you know, why do I have to spell it out? Why do I have to ask for these things? And and every time I heard that, I mean, one, you guys know that if we hear something more than twice, it's coming to the airwaves Mm -hmm. because if we're experiencing it, if I hear it from clients, we know that you all collectively are experiencing this in some way, shape or form. And what I really, as I'm digging through with these couples start to see is that these are all instances where there are unmet expectations in the marriage, Mm -hmm. where one spouse, and and I'm just going to say, I've definitely been guilty of this at some point in time in the 20 years that Tony and I have been together. One spouse expects the other to know what they want, to always be able to meet their needs. And the spouse with the expectations doesn't necessarily want to have to spell it out. They feel, and I've done this, that if we've been together this long, you should just know. No. Yeah. J- just know. You should know me. And I- I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you guys that's absolutely not true. It's not true, and it's not fair because your husband or wife, in case you guys, you know, if you've listened to more than one podcast, you know that Tony and I are two very different people. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Which is a good thing because two of either one of us in this marriage, um, not. Sometimes I think over the years, though, like we've been able to express our unmet expectations, turn them around, and so that as we've grown, I think as we've we've t- been more intentional about our marriage and taking action, there are definitely times now after twenty years of marriage, I feel that we are more in line than we've ever been. Yes, which is definitely a function of time, but it's also a function of choosing to voice our expectations than than coming to a point where, you know, I mean, Tony and I have known each other for 22 years, right? I was talking to a couple the other day that's been together for 25 years, Mm. right? That's a lot of time with one person. And I've met those couples who are like, I don't understand why after all this time, I still have to spell out that this is what I want, you know, on my birthday, or this is what I want. Because, because of how you're communicating it. It's it's that quote that I read at the start of the show that, you know, the biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it's happened, right? Because let's face it, you all have expectations for your marriage. There are things that you want your spouse to know or do. And then you start to play this game. The game goes something along the lines of, I'm going to wait and see what he or she does. Or... I'm going to see if he or she gets it right. Right. So you're setting the two of you up for massive frustration because you're playing this game where I'm not going to tell you I'm holding all the cards. Right. I actually said this to a wife uh, this past week. I said, you've got the cheat sheet to who you are and what you want because it's you. Right. And so if you don't share that information with your husband and he doesn't do what you want him to do because he didn't know, then he's going to get in trouble with you 
you're going to get frustrated with him and nobody gets what they want. Right? That's the problem when you're not, when you're playing this game around expectations, when you're not sharing them or when the way that you are sharing them isn't able to be received because of how it's delivered. Right. And this is why we came up with our book, Connect Like You Did When You First Met. Right? Because we, and, and, and this is, and, and this is a we as a Lisa and I, we would think we would have these conversations with each other and yet we weren't. They were in our own mind. Like we were having these conversations and then the expectation wasn't met. Then there was frustration, let down, you know, possible like some anger and, you know, huffing and puffing. And the whole purpose of Connect Like You Did When You First Met is so that way you are able to begin to share with your spouse your expectations, right? Because it becomes a dialogue beyond just kids, laundry, and work. Because there's more to life than kids, laundry, and work. Especially when when we are in this marriage and wanting to grow it. Mm -hmm. We want it to flourish. We want it to be extraordinary. And if we're not willing to pick up something, any questions, really, and begin to ask those, we, we, we'll fall short. Our, our spouse is going to fall short because they're never going to meet those expectations that we've already built up in our mind but have not spoken with our mouth. Absolutely. Because you're constantly changing and growing. I mean, I know I'm not the same person that Tony married 20 years ago. My wants, nope. my needs, what I like, what I don't like has changed. So if Tony was still treating me as if I was, I mean, Tony and I met when I was 20. If he was still treating me as the 20 year old girl that he met when I'm here at 42, like I would only ever go out to dates at Taco Bell. 42? I thought you were 41. Well, we can go with 41, but technically it's 42. (laughs) I I told somebody the other day you're 41. That's okay. My bad. I'm not going to, you know, you take a year off. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, My expectation is that you're at least in the right decade. Just so you know, uh, but that's, that was, those were our dates, right? right? Taco Bell at midnight. Like I, if that was, if he still treated me the same way, like if he didn't know that there were times when I wanted to, you know, have a different dinner, right? The Taco Bell, you know, there's time and place for Taco Bell. And that was college, not in my forties, right? If he didn't, you know, know that my expectation is that I actually want to spend our anniversaries in a hotel as opposed to with a backpack and camping on hard ground. Because those were the way we spent our early anniversaries, right? And that worked for that period of time. Mm-hmm. Now I want running water and I want a hot shower and I want a, you know, a comfy bed. We can find those on the trail. <laughs> there, there, there's a river or a creek that's running water. That's running water. It's not hot. <laughs> well, then we can get one of those little solar deals. And right. Have a, uh, well, a good. I'm glad you didn't um, mention the hot springs, which have been an epic <laughs> fail overall. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm talking about, like constantly growing and changing. Folks, you know, both men and women, that your moods are not the same right? from day to day, right? Different things are going on with your jobs. You all are tired and mm. busy and there are a lot of demands on your time. So some days you're in a really great mood and some days you're not. And if you treated each other like only one way all the time, epic fails. The other part of that is that life experiences have changed the way that you see things in your relationship. Right, you've experienced hurts, you've experienced super highs and joys and things like that, that have impacted what your needs are now. So 
you know, all of these expectations that grow and change over time, they impact the way that the two of you relate to one another. And often you have these expectations in your head and they're not being shared in a way that is beneficial to growing your relationship. You have them and you even go so far as to share them, sort of, because some of you are just hinting at your expectations. Mm -hmm. you, you say things like, it would be nice to do this or oh look at that couple over there look what they're doing or i saw this thing on tv and you just like leave it hanging right right there's there's no like definitive let's do this we should pick this up we should go out and and, and enjoy this event together and that leaves a lot of ambiguity it's gray folks it's super gray Right, because it's not... Been there, done that. Right. Been there, done that. I mean, everything from trips to gifts to, to uh, you know, date night ideas. Well, that would be nice. Okay, do you, do you want to do this or don't you? Right? Part of what's happening with these unmet expectations is that you're just hinting at what you want. You're not saying what you want. The other problem... Which leaves your okay. spouse wondering... Is this a good idea? Right. Should we do this? Should we not? It's we talked about this a, a few shows back with our nineteen uh, amazing questions for 19, sex. Nineteen questions. 19. My goodness, I'm <laughs> off today. Sometimes, um, and you know, we can hint that we would like to try a new position, or we can be clear mm -hmm. with an expectation of let's try this position, and that opening up that door doesn't leave the ambiguity when you get to the bedroom. Yeah. You know, another problem with how you're voicing your expectations is that you're voicing them after the situation has happened, right? Like your spouse asks you out on a date, takes you out on a date, you go to a restaurant, you go and do something, and then you come home and you say something to the effect of, well, it would have really been nice to try that new restaurant in town. Mm. Crickets crickets or you know they get you something for your birthday that they're super excited about and you're like oh well I really wanted a fill in the blank so you're voicing your expectations and yay for doing so but when it happens after the fact your spouse your husband or your wife feels like a failure like, I'm going to come out and use some really harsh words here. They feel like a failure. They feel like they can't do anything right because you're constantly telling them after the fact what your expectation was. Mm -hmm. So you're going to come to a point in time in your marriage where you're going to see your expectations not being met because they're tired of being beat up for the things that they didn't do right because they didn't know, right? Which is really unfair to them. If they don't know because you don't tell them till after, then don't get mad at them. Don't hold it over their head. Don't repeat it, you know, and put it on replay every time they mess up according to you. The other challenge with when you voice your expectations is that you only do so when you're highly emotional, right? So instead of actually having a conversation, you go into argument mode. Well, you never, or you always, and I wanted you to do this. Right. Or, and, and it just comes with all of this, um, 
snarkiness right with all of this hostility with all of this belittling right so you're voicing your expectations and we want you to communicate your expectations but how you deliver your expectations and when you deliver them is absolutely vital for the success for both of you of having your expectations met because it doesn't have to be a negative expectations don't have to be Something that you both cringe when you're like, oh, I want to have a conversation, right? And somebody's like, the other person says, oh, here we go. I must be in trouble, right? It doesn't have to be that way. And before we share with you the action steps that you can take today. I I want to mention one thing though, your tone and timing. Oh, I was going to mention that in the action steps. Oh, okay. But you you can mention it now. No, I'm going to just, with where Lisa was going there is that, you know, the impact of your tone and timing is critical because when you do come in from a charged day at work and maybe you're not at, at the optimal place and, and you're bringing up something like this, it can go sideways on you quick. Mm-hmm. It can go sideways you on, on you so quickly, man. And so, you know, knowing, hey, what's that tone I'm using? And what time, when's the timing? When am I going to bring this up? You know? I'm going to bring it up when, you know, I walk through the door and the kids are jumping around and, and they want my attention and, and boom, I'm right in it. Or I'm going to wait till, Hey, I'm in the door. Everybody's calmed down a little bit. I can have a moment with you. And then what's that tone you're using too? So we have a show on that. It's a 287, the impact of tone and timing. And I'll have a, a link to that in our other resources here. So as we jump into the other action steps, that you can take before we do that. We do want to share a word, you know, from our sponsor, Christian credit counselors. They're a nonprofit credit counseling and debt management organization. And, you know, as I shared at the top of the show, they've been helping hundreds of thousands of clients over the last 25 plus years get out of debt. They help you lower your high interest rates and consolidate your payments into one affordable monthly payment. So give them a call now at 800-557-1985. And we just want to share with you Ben and Lindsay's financial journey. Definitely having debt does put stress on a marriage, on your health. There are a lot of things you can't do because you're on such a tight budget. It just starts mounting up, especially with the with the interest. It just goes up. So I could definitely see there was stress in Lindsay, and that would kind of spill over into our, our relationship and, and how we related to each other. And our situation's definitely improved. And, you know, when you have money to go do the things you want and, you know, you're able to spend money um, that you actually have, it's... It's a liberating feeling. It's definitely freedom. Their average clients pay off their debt up to 80% faster on the debt management program. Who doesn't want to pay off their debt faster? So call them today for a free no obligation debt analysis. The number is 800-557-1985 or you can visit them at christiancreditcounselors.org. So as we're talking about how to get your expectations met, what do you do? How do, how do you make this better in your marriage? And the first thing is you have to know yourself, folks. You have to know what your expectations are. You have to know how you voice them. This is a little bit of time to look at that person in the mirror and be like, okay, what do I want? What do I expect of my spouse? How do I share this with them? Right? And, what, and ask yourself, what have you actually shared with them? right? This is that whole illusion of communication. The biggest problem with communication is the illusion that's happened. Have you actually shared your expectations? You know, one couple I was dealing with, we were, they were talking about a vacation that they took. And 
one spouse had the expectation that pretty much the minute they landed at the hotel or got to the hotel, they were going to like get into the room and have sex. The other spouse had the expectation that because they'd spent a full day traveling, they were going to get to the room, sleep and plan sex for the next couple of days. They didn't talk about this. So because somebody had the expectation that sex would happen immediately and the other didn't know about it, the first night ended in a fight Sure. Because of unmet expectations. It ha- it had been, the conversation had been had in the spouse's head, but it hadn't actually been verbalized out loud. So the other, you know, the second step is that you have to create an environment where expectations can be shared and received. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's not just giving, like you can't just like pound your expectations into your spouse's head and not also be in a position to receive and have them receive everything that you're like dumping on them. Right. It's a give and take folks. It's not just your expectations. They also have expectations as well. And this is where like when uh, we were doing our coffee break, Mm -hmm. in in which we haven't done probably in the last three weeks, we need to get back on that one, that, you know, when we were doing those coffee breaks, it was an hour a week. And really this, this set up the environment where we could talk this way. Mm-hmm. It was so much better, you know, going back to that tone and timing, you know, we had a time to do it. We had a time to discuss it. Tone was usually pretty laid back because this was a time for us to get away to, to sort of plan out the week. You know, what are the expectations this week? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you expect of what's happening maybe in our sexual intimacy or running the kids around and vice versa? You know, so having that time each week is vital. Because I and mean, we need to get back to it. You guys heard Tony say it took us about forty-five minutes to an hour to do that. I can promise you that forty-five to sixty minutes will save you more than an hour's worth of frustration during the week if oh, you make the yeah. time to do it. Right? Because there's a choice. How are you going to spend your time? It's kind of like: do you eat healthy or do you spend time at the doctor? You you're still going to spend time, but you got to pick how you're going to do it. So you got to have a place and time weekly where you talk about what's going on in your relationship. That's part of this creating an environment. And like Tony mentioned, the Tone and Timing podcast, you got to choose your words, folks. You don't just get to spew onto your spouse. I'm not giving any of you permission to just kind of like verbally vomit your expectations on them. You got to think about what you're saying and how are you saying it. Hence going back to connect like you do when you first met because it's a back and forth. Right. It's an engagement of each of you being able to say, hey, this is my expectation. Write it down. Like you both can be writing those down for each other and vice versa. Absolutely. Right? There, there's a give and there's a take. This is a marriage. This is a dance that we do together. This isn't a, hey, I'm running and, and you're left behind. Right. It's a dance, not a game. Mm-hmm. It's a dance, not a game. Because you, know, you got to think, am I nagging? Am I bullying? Am I using words like always or never? Am I being accusatory saying, why don't you? Or why can't you? Or why aren't you more like so-and-so? Right? Stop the comparison game. That's a whole nother. I didn't even put that in as tips. But as far as your expectations, um, the whole social media world, stop looking at everybody else's highlight reel and comparing it to your real life. Right. Right. Just stop because you're only seeing the good parts version. They've got their own mess going on behind their walls. You know, be proactive. Step number three, be proactive. Don't put the burden on your spouse to guess correctly about what you want or how you want it. Save both of you the heartache. (laughs) You know, tell them beforehand, right? Telling them that they haven't met your expectations after when they didn't know, it's a recipe for disaster. 
right? Be direct, right? It's much easier for me to tell Tony, look, I like it when you wear this underwear because I think you look sexy in it than for him to be like, I wonder if she likes these boxers or these boxers, right? If he knows, then when it's his days to initiate, guess which underwear he's wearing? He's wearing the ones that I like. Why? Because I've told him I like that underwear, right? We should actually put a link to that underwear. Oh, the ones that we the, have? The bamboo ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. that's a whole other podcast, but I just right. since I just brought it up in the show. Uh, yeah, and stop making it a test. <laughs> Part of bringing up proactive is to take the game component out of your marriage, right? Stop making it a test to see if they love you or know you well enough or have figured you out, right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, hear me on this. The two of you are on the same team in your marriage, Right. This is not a well. I, like I've won, you know, more guesses right than you have. Right. I know you better than you know me. This is not a test. You guys made a commitment to one another to do life together, not to do your own thing and to have your spouse guess if you were right. You know, none of that. So don't put them in an adversarial position. Have those weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. But before you can have the weekly meeting, folks, you got to know who you are and what you want. So many people voice their expectations and, and literally spew onto their spouses. I want you to do this, 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 this. And then they just like close themselves off. When are you giving your spouse a chance to voice their expectations? It can't be all about you because if the two of you are playing on the same team, then that means that collectively needs have to be met. That means that there has to be, like Tony said it fabulously a few minutes ago, give and take, Mm -hmm. right? You get to voice your expectations and you also get to receive your spouse's expectations, right? Because if only one of you is getting your needs met, if only one of you is getting the opportunity to voice your expectations, that's not a marriage, Let's not, you, you might as well like be doing life by yourself because it's not fair that your spouse doesn't also get to voice their expectations and, and actually have the expectation that their needs are going to be met. Too many people are living lives, marriages in a, this place of frustration simply because of unmet and really also unvoiced expectations. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're there, and you're going, goodness, like every time we try to do this, we hit a brick wall. Then check out coaching with Elisa. I mean, honestly, folks, even a session can, you can have massive breakthrough and, and you may get that one golden nugget that you both have been dealing with for months, maybe even years that gets unlocked. So now that you can begin to voice those expectations in an environment where you both are you both feel safe, you both feel understood, you both feel that you can you can speak your mind and your spouse is able to receive it as well. So if you're interested in in learning more about coaching, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. So this week, you've got expectations for what you want to happen over the next seven days. It's time to actually share those in a safe environment with your spouse. It's time. 
it's time to look in your in the mirror and say, what do I want? Mm-hmm. And how am I sharing that? And to go for a walk or to go sit at the park or, you know, I know some of you in the northern states, you've already gotten a little bit of snow. So maybe you're bundled up and, you know, snowshoeing or something. Um, but get out and share those and listen, listen to one another and, and start talking about the ways that you can meet each other's expectations. Don't assume that you've got it all figured out. You can even go so far as to ask your spouse, would this meet your expectation? Get feedback, get feedback before you do anything. And if you're the one being asked that question, give answers, loving answers. Don't beat them up. They're trying to meet your needs. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing that has helped us is honestly asking and answering questions. So this week, you know, I'm going to challenge you. Get those questions. Get connect like you did when you first met. Pick up our 19 quick questions that will rekindle your sex life. Ask and answer those of each other because that's where you're expectations, your unmet expectations get exposed, Mm -hmm. right? We expose those unmet expectations. Your spouse now knows them and it, Hey, they may not get it on the first time, the first try we get that, but at least it's out there now in a way clearly that you both understand it and it's there. And so you can grow and learn from there. We've done these questions many a times, not just once we do it over and over because we continue to learn and grow. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. We love you. Take care.